Keep their yolks runny and their dough sour. Yum! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, hope you're having a good one. Alex Dyson, I'm up to number three now. Three of what? Three three tests. Oh, he's Completed got the, the uh, COVID hat trick. He's got third time a charm. COVID yeah. going up. You are joining us live from Matt O'Kine's uh, Schnitzel Den, the Crumb Studio here, and um, <laughs> sounding pretty good here, Matt. That's it's sounding all fine. How's the the brain must be pretty scrambled three to three tests in. Well, actually, the the nurse said uh, it's we don't go as deep anymore right now because we, they've found a better way. So, <laughs> and you know, a little part of me a bit disappointed. You know, <laughs> Mister. You know? Yeah, you always want to go. It's the same when you do triple jump, Matt O'Kine. You just want to go a little further every time. <laughs> go for that most improved medal. That's what it's all about. But thank you very much for joining us. Very excited today. We've got a great guest. Manu is going to be joining us today. Love a bit of Manu. And uh, he's, yeah, chatting about Plate of Origin, which has kicked off, Matt. Plate versus plate. Mate versus oh, mate. Did you, get a, did you get a cheeky little pack sent out to you from... Uh, thank you, by the way, to Channel 7 for um, really sucking up to us and sending <laughs> out some solid, <laughs> tasty food. Well, it was um, delicious, wasn't it? They, because Plate of Origin being the idea being let's try different cuisines and it's going to be, it's you know, in a sense a cooking competition, but with different cuisines of origin going against each other. And so I got I got a Lebanese and Chinese. What about you, Matt? Ooh, I got Chinese and French. Ooh. Had uh, the Mr. Mr. Wong's uh, fried rice and black pepper. Ooh. I tell you what, I, I, you know, I joke, but if you ever want to get on our good side, send us <laughs> delicious cuisine, please. So this, yeah, but this pack rocked at our house, Matt, with a big, you know, plate of origin on the front with the big logo and everything. We had it for about... Two days, the last two days before giving it a go last night. And once we got going and eating it, it was all good. And then it was only halfway through the meal that I realised Woods is the goods. But um, Woods didn't realise that <laughs> that it was from Channel 7 to celebrate the launch of their new cooking show, Plate of Origin. What she, did she uh, think she, it was? She thought a little something different. Makes so, so much more sense now because I thought... Maybe it was going to be the state of origin on Sunday and we should save it to eat it while we watch the body. <laughs> no, plate of origin is very different to state of origin. I don't see only Paul Gallon coming up with a uh, olive crumb. Honestly, it was a bit ornate. <laughs> <laughs> For the cane toes versus the cockroaches. I was just really uninformed. <laughs> Delicious food, though. <laughs> Great food. I, we haven't had an entree in a long time. So thank you very much to the Plate of Origin people for uh, providing us with that delicious uh, Lebanese versus Chinese meal, Matt O'Kine. Uh, just, just Woods thought, thought it was for the rugby. Thought the NRL was sending you food. You, did she open it up expecting to see like a, a four and 20 and a <laughs> scrambled Dagwood dog or something? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, that's what I, that's more synonymous with the uh, the game they play in uh, heaven. But no, we uh, we survived, and uh, we are going to be chatting to if Manu. They play NRL in heaven. I don't want to know what they play in hell. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Union they play in heaven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know where Todd Cardi's played his games. I don't know if the Angels are. <laughs> well, are there's no that. there's no bottled water, is there? It's coming straight out of the bubbler. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> come on, come on. We, we got a show to do. Very excited for Manu joining us. Honestly, this is this has caused ripples through my personal household. Both uh, my partner and I are big fans of Manu, so we can't wait to chat to him. And uh, also, Alex Dyson, you're going to be introducing us to a new uh, thing we should watch out for. New segment coming up today here on All Day Breakfast. Hello, hope you're doing well. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, how do you feel about the new car smell? I, a new anything smells pretty good. I'm not Doesn't sure. It? Like, get a new book. That smells pretty good. Um, yeah. I'm 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 down with it. Get a new girlfriend. They up, update a perfume. Doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't cheap. have those terrible memories attached. I mean, it's of course. It's also very hard to get a girlfriend when every time you meet someone, you're like, oh, you smell good. <laughs> you creep. Oh my! Oh my! Anyways, <laughs> but in new cars, they deliver. They have teams. I, I know that they've got a team that they employ to make sure the new car smell is bang on. And it's like the the door thunk team as well to make a good funk when the door shuts. <laughs> Look, I don't know anything about the door thunk team, um, but Hyundai and uh, and Kia as well. Their their new car team, their new car smell team. Uh, may be resting on their laurels a little bit because uh, there's been some outrage. People are upset on the uh, on the forums that the new Hyundai Palisade um, and its a sibling car, the Kia Telluride, apparently they stink. Yeah, smelly socks, garlic, just two of the things that apparently <laughs> got a bit of a pong about them when people, have, owners of this car, are uh, complaining about so much so that a Hyundai spokesperson has reported to The Drive, the website, that it was now aware of a potential issue and investigating a remedy. They say, quote, we are aware of the concern and currently in the midst of the investigation, which includes identifying and validating a fix. So no one knows where it comes from. They think maybe the headrests? Yeah, that's weird. But they don't know where this pong is emanating from. Well, I'm, I'm just glad that it's news because there would have been a few people out there that have no idea that everyone's experiencing this and they'd be like, man, my head stinks. I don't know what is going on. Yeah. Is, is there garlic in my shampoo? Like what is happening here? Nothing it's, worse than a mystery smell. I mean. And it happens occasionally. Do you know what? I take good care of my car. I'm not one of these people, one of these absolute grubs that just has everything in their car, all right? And especially, do not get me started on you dog-in-car people, okay? <laughs> I am not on. I am not into... Well, how else are you meant to take your dog to the park? I don't know. Mate. Just get a little side carriage for it. Scoot it around like it's a Robin in Batman. All right. I don't know. Seeing eye dogs not included, of course. All right. Well, have you ever had a, a mystery smell though? Um, no. A friend of mine once said that they put a um, they put a a piece of chicken in a friend's backpack just as a lol, and just forgot and. Um, <laughs> like weeks later, the parent had like was so confused by where this stink on their child was coming from. <laughs> anyway, she wasn't really allowed a, to be invited around to their place much. I've had a that. mystery smell in the past. Our oven had a little grill at the back and I'm like, there was like a smell coming from this grill like at the top and I'm like, oh, is there mould getting in here or something? I wasn't sure. It was, you know, 
It was there for like at least a month. Okay. I'm like, this must be getting worse. It wasn't the grill at the back of the oven. It was underneath the oven, Matt Kine. Oh. When I saw the uh, the maggots coming out from under the, <laughs> oh, the no. oven. Pulled back and found the biggest dead rat. <laughs> no. Happy squirmies, everyone. <laughs> um, that was awful. My housemate owed me a long time for cleaning up that rat. Um, but anyway, we asked you, what's, what's your mystery smell? And what did it turn out to be? <laughs> Nisa is joining us now. Hey, Nisa. Hey, how you going? Good, thanks, Nisa. Oh, just, I'm loving just going to taking a trip down memory lane here at a couple <laughs> so, of the worst smells I've ever smelt. Nisa, you're, cru- you're scrolling on Instagram. You see the call out from Matt and Alex. What's your mystery smell? <laughs> what pops into mind? So um, I grew up in a big family and I used to share a bedroom with my sister, who's 11 years younger than me. And um, so years ago, like? oh, it was all right. She was She's a good sister, so we were lucky. Oh, good. <laughs> um, Except for this. So <laughs> one night I'm lying in bed and I'm like, oh, my God, what the hell is that smell? It smells like something has died. And so I got up and I'm, like, looking under my bed and I'm looking in my, like, school bag and in her school bag. And I eventually discovered it was in the wardrobe. So I started pulling everything out of the wardrobe thinking, like, you know, where you flinch every time you touch something because you're sure you're going to find something dead. <laughs> So yeah. I'm reaching down the shoes going, I'm going to pull out a shoe and there's going to be a dead mouse in it or something. It was her sports runners. And they <laughs> smelled oh, like no. something had died. And I, the next morning I'm like, what the hell is wrong with your feet? <laughs> so I ended up, they were banished to the to the backyard and they had to sit undercover out. So they were no longer allowed in our bedroom after that. It was just. <laughs> maybe that's. I mean, they say that drug dealers are the are the sign of the shoes over the power lines, but maybe it's just the stinky sister as well, just <laughs> yoinking them up there to get out of nostrils' way. All right, thank you so much, Nisa. No worries, guys. Uh, Sam, what about yourself? You uh, came across a mystery pong one time. So we're having a bit of bad luck with appliances. Around a month ago, dishwasher broke, washing machine broke, and then knows this smell coming from the fridge. Now, it wasn't just like. Uh, old banana sitting in the fridge kind of thing. It was it was gas, gaseous kind of smell. Oh. So pretty worried. Working from home, obviously. So, um, you know, don't want to be poisoning ourselves with anything uh, bad no. coming out of the fridge. Um, spoke to the guys on the phone, tried to work out, you know, what could it possibly be? And like, oh, you know, it's probably food. If it's not, then you've got a serious problem and you should probably um, get us to come over. Ended up doing a deep dive on the internet and finding out that, you know, same kind of thing. If it is gas, it's probably pretty bad, but it doesn't seem likely that it would be. Um, and anyway, turned out it was a set of a few leftover kidney beans in just a translucent container that must have been fermenting <laughs> and filling the whole fridge with gas, like, day after day. <laughs> They're supposed to stink beans. after you eat them. That's, that's the rule <laughs> about beans, man, not before. They've only been in there for a couple of weeks as well. Are you sure they weren't actual kidneys? Is that what was stinking out the fridge, Sam? No, no, just been. Goodness me. Okay. Did you wake up in a bathtub with a few stitches around the side (laughs) of your um, (laughs) stomach? Man, there's a bad smell in here. Hey, Sam, thanks so much, mate. (laughs) Clean out your fridge. And uh, we've got another caller who is going to be dobbing in a stinky sister, Uh, Talia. Hello. Hi. Tell us a little bit about your mystery smell 
and the investigations um, you went through to get to the bottom of it. So, yes, I'm dobbing in my sister. She was about three at the time. Um, she started smelling really badly. Like when my mum and my grand talk about it, the smell is indescribable. It's that bad. Like you couldn't pick her up. You couldn't hug her. You couldn't go near her. She'd walk in a room. She'd clear the room. Like she's just coming from a person. A person, a human being, a three-year-old human being. Was it a medical situation? Uh, no, no. Okay. So, so they obviously what? bathe her. She's a child. They try and clean her up, but she's clean, so they can't work it out what it is. They took her to doctors who didn't know, so they went to various specialists. Like, apparently <laughs> what it was are, going on What do the doctors week. say that when they have to go, well, yes, this child does smell, but... <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Okay, so I'm I'm so confused here. What 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 was what was it? Um, so one specialist ended up looking up her nose and found that her nose was completely blocked with mouldy foam. So then, like, so she'd been shoving foam up her nose and it blocked her nose completely and just started no. rocking inside of her nose. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> That's the organ that smells as well. That's weird. That's the worst place to have a stink is literally in yeah. the zone. She'd ripped a hole in the back of the couch and had been ripping foam out of the back of the couch and shoving it up her nose. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you've just given us our talk back for tomorrow. That's... What have you put where? <laughs> <laughs> so let us know at Alex on Instagram. Thanks, Dahlia. Bye. No, bye. Wow. Well, if you've put something somewhere, let us know. <laughs> could be on you, could be somewhere else. Who knows? Just wherever you put something somewhere. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. All right, Matt O'Kine, very excited to be debuting a brand new segment here on All Day Breakfast. And I know you were particularly pumped when I brought this up at the uh, ADB uh, say, daily meeting. So you know <laughs> that did not happen. All right. I was quite vocal about my hesitation towards ha- not only having a segment like this, but, but actually requesting like show resources right the skills <laughs> of our team well i just thought it'd be good i saw i saw a story on reddit last week it just got me in a bit of a wormhole you know the, the wormholes you get into and you look at a few things oh. i'm like you know the world needs to know a little bit more about this particular fascinating aspect of the natural world and that's why i'm very excited to debut for you right now the all day breakfast they won't let go once they find a host, then they take over. It's pretty gross, deep in your skin, your scalp, or your sheets. It's time for Parasite of the Week. Yes, that's right. It's Parasite of the Week here oh on God, no. Breakfast <laughs> because they are fascinating creatures, you know, occasionally bacteria, but often, you know, small microscopic insects, uh, sometimes a bit larger, uh, such as this week's Parasite of the Week. It is Cymothoa exigua. Uh, otherwise known as the tongue-eating louse. Uh, it is a parasitic isopod of the family Chymotheod. tongue-eating louse. I'm pretty sure I've pashed someone like that at the back of a <laughs> pub car park once. 
well. Maybe it was uh, this particular parasite of the week. Uh, it, it, it's in fish. They, they feed off fish and they enter the fish through the gills and then the parasite severs the blood vessels in the fish's tongue, causing the tongue to fall off. It then attaches itself to the remaining stub of the tongue and becomes the fish's new tongue. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if um, you did actually kiss someone like that. You'd be like, oh, that's that's interesting. They used their front claws to sever the blood vessels in the tongue, causing the tongue to atrophy from a lack of blood. Parasite then replaces the fish's tongues by attaching its own body to the muscles of the tongue's stub. And then uh, it replaces the tongue and some feed on the host's blood and many other feed on fish mucus. As the only known case of a parasite assumed to be functionally replacing a host Organ, so that's pretty cool. Like, there's no other parasites that like become the new arm of the person or whatever. Like, it's, the, it's the only one, so it's a pretty cool parasite. I mean, do you think it would improve things in the bedroom or, or what? <laughs> Having a parasite as a tongue, like, um, I mean, it <laughs> is it ribbed? Well, it. it <laughs> <laughs> Just if it's got so like little it sort of bumps on its back or something, and you know, it could help things out a bit. I don't. I don't know. I guess. I guess it depends because you know sometimes it's like um, you know rubbing your stomach and tapping your head at one point. Having one less thing to focus on could leave you know other areas with better thing. But interestingly, You're outsourcing uh, parts of your body to other things. You're like exactly. It's right. too much work in my tongue. I'm gonna have to get a parasite to come in and do <laughs> do the hard work for me. But um, this particular parasite, the Simotha exugua, uh, in Puerto Rico was the leading subject of a lawsuit against a large supermarket chain because it was found in snappers from the Eastern Pacific, which are shipped worldwide for commercial consumption. Imagine digging into a snapper and you got a parasite tongue. That wouldn't be too good. But um, the customer in the lawsuit claimed to have just been to have been poisoned by eating it. Um, however, it was dropped because the isopods are not poisonous to humans and some are even consumed as part of a regular diet. Well, there you go. Let it be known that next time Bron and I hijack this show for some batchy chat, <laughs> that, that we will not be judged, my friend, all right? Well, that is it. Uh, tune in next week for another exciting episode of All Day Breakfast's Parasite of the Week. Watch your snappers. Parasite of the Week. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All Day Breakfast. All right, Matt O'Kine, so excited to be joined by our next guest on the show, one of Australia's favourite chefs, originally from Nantes in France. Uh, he's a brand new show coming out, which sounds a little bit like this. This is a competition like no other. This is the World Cup of cooking. Welcome to Plate of Origin. Australia, meat and three veg. It sounds better in French, try yeah. La viande et trois légumes. Ah. Oui, oh. <laughs> Are you going to be taking them again in my French accent the whole way through this competition? If we can understand you, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a big bienvenue to Manu. <laughs> Manu, honestly, Australian TV royalty at this stage. Been on our screens for well over a decade now. I used to love watching you on the, uh, you know, Ready, Steady, Cork and, uh, yep. and, you know, all the other TV appearances. And now you're... Now you're one of the main sort of TV personalities 
that Australia has. It's crazy, isn't it? It's 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 so exciting, and um, we're so you know impressed that you've been able to do it. One of the big things I was, I was so interested in by the uh, by the when I when we watched Plate of Origin on Sunday, you teamed up with. Matt and Gary from MasterChef, and you mentioned on the show that you you almost were the third judge in MasterChef. Yes, and, uh, I, I was just a little unlucky that day, I suppose. But uh, listen, sometimes you have to wait for good things. You know, it's taking ten years, but here we go. We're working together, and it's come up a treat, man. <laughs> it must be so so great to be launching a new show, this really fresh format. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how it developed and uh, how it felt on set, sort of that first day when you've got the new contestants and, uh, yeah, this whole new concept coming out? Yeah, I think we all of the three of us just needed something new, something fresh, something different and something kind of refreshing and, and fun. Um, and the idea was brewing about a year ago when uh, the Olympics were supposed to be uh, aired on Channel 7. And we thought, why don't we do the Olympics of cuisines and get uh, you know, teams from all. I mean, this country is full of foreigners, you know, full of, of people from everywhere, from around the world. So we thought it'd be an amazing idea to to uh, to have 10 different cuisines and get them to, to um, compete against each other in a way. And, and we've got the best job in the world, mate. We can't travel, we can't go anywhere, <laughs> but we are through the food, so it's really brilliant. Now, Manu, let's talk about the name because I was uh, with Colin Fasnidge around about, well, yeah, six months ago and he's walking around going, MKR? They said MKR? Now, now it's Plate of Origin, P-O-O. Yes. <laughs> We're not allowed to use that term. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Plate. The, 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 the shorter version is plate. The hashtag is plate. Let's just be clear that if you're talking about it on Twitter, the hashtag is plate. It's a good little tagline to take the mickey out of us uh, in, in the press if they want to, isn't it? Yeah, well, some, some press go that way. Pooh also being crab in, uh, in is it, oh, Malaysian maybe? The Pooh is crab? Is it? The word for crab? Ooh. I remember there's a, there was a book that uh, was called Cooking with Poo. And I remember yes, so, being... Yeah, 100, 100 recipes with poo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I can't remember what the... what the, It's Thai, I think it's Thai, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I remember um, there's, a, there's a Thai lady on the cover and it says Cooking yes, with Poo. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, um, very clever. <laughs> Manu, I do want to talk about, speaking of uh, different languages and um, accents, etc. you know, um, you we I talked about it before that you are one of Australia's biggest TV personalities and, you know, even... In that very first episode of Plate of Origin, you mentioned possibly missing out on a particular opportunity because of your accent. How does it feel? Like, you know, I think when people talk about diversity on screens and in Australia, often the um, cold sort of um, community or culturally and linguistically diverse community gets overlooked for sort of a racial diversity. How does it, yeah. you know, what sort of barriers were you finding coming up um, you know, on TV with with uh, your accent. I think I think what uh, the problem was, uh, you know, twelve or fifteen years ago, was that uh, no one have really heard the French accents on TV. So we're not talking about Sydney siders or Melbourne. We're talking about Australia, like in the middle of nowhere, going, 
what the heck is this guy saying? You know, like <laughs> that's what Channel 7, Channel 10 we're worried about is it's not necessary to have the accents. It's the French accent itself was never heard on TV or not as much as other accents, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Or potentially novelty songs by Joe Dolce or uh, all those kind of things. It, it's had yeah, its place yeah, over right. the years in Australia. But you're right, mentioning these small towns, I was actually having a conversation with a friend who, uh, like myself, grew up in a small town in Victoria and he was saying how it was it was not a very culturally diverse sound. Some people around the town would often have, you know, racist you know thoughts through sheer ignorance rather than malice. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the first step to getting over those and learning about other cultures was when the first Chinese restaurant came to town and then suddenly it's the talk of the town. This place is delicious. you got to go try yeah. it. And I think that's one of the great things about Plate of Origin is it is a real step. I think food in Australia is one of the first ways that people have started to experience other cultures. Can you tell us a little bit how that's sort of come into the show? Well, it's, I mean, frankly, you know, you're talking about uh, when you were a kid, Chinese restaurant was the place that you went out for your birthdays, you know, it was like celebration, <laughs> you know. Uh, but then then I think the, the Olympics in two, 2000 uh, really brought uh, the world to Australia and Australia was discovered by, by all of us. And, um, and I remember arriving in 99, not really interested about working in restaurants here because the food was a bit kind of, uh, you know, boring in some ways. Uh, but after the Olympics it seems that a lot of restaurants opened and a lot of us stayed behind and, and kind of shared our knowledge with you guys. And look, in, in 20 years, you've caught up with the rest of the world. You know, we've got some amazing restaurants, amazing food. And yeah, the, the, the multicultural culture here in Australia, you've, we've got everyone here, you know, and the 10 teams we've got, we've got France, Italy, Greece, Venezuela, Vietnam, China, Australia, Cameroon, uh, you know, India. So we, we've got all those people living here, you know, and we've got all those restaurants here. As we can. And I think that's why now I can imagine people watching the show saying, but, you know, all the Greeks going for the Greeks, all the Italians going for the Italians, uh, the 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 known as going here. That's not the way you do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I think, I think, I think it's going to please people, you know. Well, uh, last night's episode, we saw Team France uh, up against Team Greece. How do you leave your, you know, are you, are you, are you a tougher judge when it comes to Team France? <laughs> were, you the, were you the, you know, the uh, harsh critic? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a good thing for me or for them for being French. I'm not going to let them go easy, you know. I'm going to be actually <laughs> tougher on them than the other teams, I think. Yeah, well, what's what's one of the tougher chefs you trained under in France, Manu, when you were sort of going um, up, becoming a fresh? What's what's a head chef in France like to work under? Uh, it's um, it's slavery, you know. It's hardcore. <laughs> I I um, it's a verbal abuse, uh, if not physical abuse, sometimes. But that's the old days. That's the when I, I, that the way I I, I was um, taught, I suppose. But things have changed now. You know, you can't you can't kick someone in the butt anymore. You know, you, and you can't <laughs> yell at anyone either. So you've got to you've got to be patient and nice. But you know, in the old days, he was he was a bloody tough job. All right, and now let's let's talk about the uh, your new co-hosts, Matt and Gary, previously from Ooh. MasterChef, now now <laughs> joining you on Plate of Origin. Have you? What has it been like working with those guys? Do, have they brought anything to your kind of 
presenting that you didn't expect or yeah i mean i i've i've known those guys for for 15 years you know we did work on a different network and for a different show but we we hang out a lot we we did a lot i, I worked with gary uh on different cooking shows in the past uh we do a lot of uh, charity um, gigs together with the three of us so i've known the boys for a long time and working for a different network and different show never changed our friendship um so i was excited i think the three of us were excited to be working together all right and who and who's who's the biggest diva who's kicking up a storm on stink on set <laughs> i don't think there's a diva as such but uh matt would like to think he's the boss <laughs> okay. yeah. Sure. I Fair think enough. anyone who wears a cravat is uh, usually in that category. I don't know if you've seen the program, the the promo, where the three of us turn around and Gary and I are going right and he's going left, and he <laughs> says, "You can't go right if I go left." <laughs> I did see that. It was very good. <laughs> Behind the scenes of making a TV show was excellent. And uh, we can't wait to see how the series progresses, Manu. Thank you very much for joining us. You better just give us a final tip. Who's the who's the team to beat? Who do, who impressed you right at the start of the series, right off the bat? Who should we keep our eye on as um, Planet of Origin keeps going? Wow, I think we've we've got a good mix, you know. Um, the Greeks are always doing great for the Italians. If the Italians do a great a great bowl of pasta, well done. You know, you, it's it's hard to choose, mate. You know, like India as well. Imagine a great curry. You know, you can't beat a great curry, mate. You know, so <laughs> I, we're looking forward to all of this. Uh, we, it's going to be it's going to be a tough competition. Brilliant. All right. Well, merci beaucoup, Manu. Very nice to talk to you. And uh, a bientôt. A bientôt. <laughs> All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Yes, Alex Dyson, during these strange times, people have found themselves doing things they never thought they'd do. Love is a high-risk game, and we found that out. We had a chat to a caller who, you know, risked it all by going to a hostel uh, with a Brazilian uh, lover, um, trying to get into it, wanting to be safe, and so took the step of, given he couldn't understand what she was saying in English, uh, asking the other people if they knew the Portuguese word for condom. Um, they found one. They translated. It all worked. Uh, but then the next morning, someone else at the hostel had packed, packed her jeans into the bag and left, so did the old walk of shame sans pants. Sorry, sans Ooh. pants is French. Um, I don't know the Portuguese for without. Uh, but, yeah, it's... It's a high-risk game, and we have someone else who's who's gone an extra step for love. Bridget is joining us right now. G'day, Bridget. Hi, guys. Hi, Bridget. Now, uh, you went to some extreme lengths for some loving. What happened? Yeah, so when I was 18, my best friend and I uh, had a little trip to New York, um, and basically our first night when we got there, we went out to this bar, um, little bit illegal but oh yeah of course drinking age being 21 in america oh yeah yeah the old getting demoted when you get over to the states exactly um but didn't stop us went out to a bar basically immediately locked eyes with the bartender fell a bit in love ended up hooking up um he asked me back to his place in this somehow crazy period i realized i'd lost my friend um, so I left him to obviously go find her, good friend that I am. And then next morning, just woke up devastated. 
that I'd lost the hot bartender, couldn't remember his name, hadn't got his number, um, but I had a kind of sense that he was the one. I wonder how many people's phone contacts just have someone in that says hot bartender. You know, you just just (laughs) never know, do you, Bridget? Definitely a lot of mine. I mean, and look... (laughs) And it's not like it's not like you know New York's not a small town. You know you can't just ask someone, yeah. "Hey, there was a hot bartender here." You know <laughs> what's their name? I mean, I did I did remember the bar I was at, so I tried to go back a few times, but he wasn't mm. there. Um, <sighs> and I had a memory, basically a few years before, I had had a dream that my soulmate's name was going to be Mark Sendron, um, and I had a sense. <laughs> Sorry, that his name Mark, was Mark. Mark Sendron. Yeah, it just Sendron. came to me when I was like 16. <laughs> and it's stuck with you ever since. Okay. I can't remember my dreams as soon as I wake up, let alone four <laughs> years later. <laughs> that you, you you dreamt that you were going to meet Mark Sendron. Okay, so... so that you, was my you, soulmate. Okay. Um, and um, then I had a sense that his name, this guy's name was Mark. So I was like, oh, he's my soulmate. I need to find him. Um, and the Airbnb we were staying at happened to be across the road from this psychic, um, which looked very cute and dinky. So I was like, I'm just going to pop in and ask the psychic if I'm going to ever find him again. Um, so I went in, sat down. We had some cards. I asked her if I was going to find this guy again, and she told me what I wanted to hear. Uh, which was five, a big yes. Which was, yes, you know, you'll have a long love. <laughs> with and, this um, guy. Wow. With this guy. And then at the you should have just asked Matt O'Kine. He's psychic. I'm, I'm a psychic, Bridget. <laughs> Did you know that I have these, some of these abilities? You could have asked me for sure. Yeah, well, you could be making big bucks because uh. I got up at the end of the five-minute session and went to reach for my 10 bucks or whatever. How much does it cost? And she said... That's $100. Oh. <laughs> that's that's not taking into account the Australian exchange rate either. You're, this is, what, 140 150 When you're 18 she, years old as well, travelling, that's like five yeah. nights at a backpackers. My I mean, what are you... What? Oh, my and Lord. And then you got a tip on top of that. And she only took cash, so I had to go to the... She said, oh, there's an ATM next door. And then I thought about running away, but then I thought she might curse me. So. Well, your 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 dream man is uh, Mark Sendron, and obviously that uh, that psychic's dream man is Benjamin Franklin's, because she's seeing them Benjamins. <laughs> Goodness me! So, did you ever meet the hot bartender again? Was the psychic correct, at least? Yeah. Well, I mean, I kept stalking the bar, and then he ended up being there again another <gasps> night. And um, yeah, I mean, went in, <laughs> chatted briefly. His name is Buck, not Mark. Oh, okay. Um, and now we'll follow each other on Instagram still to this day. Really? Maybe, oh, maybe hey, that's what that psychic you're... was talking about. And how old <laughs> yeah. are you now? 22 now. Well, there is still plenty of time for this thing to, you know, happen. Yeah, so... he has a kid now. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, you know, that's not that doesn't, you know. Yeah. I'm Bucky. All righty. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for that, Bridget. We will talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. See ya. And so, hey, look, we like to, we'd love to be known as you know Australia's most romantic podcast. So if you have instances in which you have gone a long way for love or even just for lust, please get in touch. Much like you know our career enders segment, the uh, the curtain is never drawn on Matt and Alex Talkback. Uh, and so please, our DMs are always open. Slide on in, Matt.and.alex. or hit us up on our Discord.
Yes, that brings us to the end of another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Hope you've uh, managed to keep all your food down today. It was just one of their meps, wasn't it? Yeah, look, we didn't. I, we didn't mean for it to end up there. This is a, this is why you know this is what happens when you start Parasite of the Week and we're getting squirmies on. We're a good, clean show, but that said, please get in touch if you've ever put something somewhere, okay? I'm really adamant about this. At matt.n.alex on Instagram, hit us up or hit us up on our Discord. Thank you to Manu for being such a legend as always, such an inspiration. My partner and her mum, Lynn, will be very happy to uh, have heard that I got to speak with Manu. Well, I'm very disappointed that you didn't get to, you know, give him a shout out or something, even off air with Manu. You didn't, you know, say how big of fans they were or pass on a message or anything. Nah, I'm greedy. I wanted Manu all to myself. <laughs> you know, no Manu some, for you. Some. <laughs> Well, well, there could be some manure for you if you tune into our midnight snack on Saturday night. We'll uh, give you that little tease. But until then, until until tomorrow's episode, thank you so much for listening and downloading All Day Breakfast, and we will catch you with another big app tomorrow. Bye. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.